0: Welcome to another episode of We're Talking. Tonight, we're talking Raging Cajun football with Cody Juno. Good evening, Cody. I was about to ask you a question before, uh, but go ahead. Good evening. How are you? I'm good, buddy. How's it going? I'm doing well. So before we start talking uh, football, let's talk baseball, Major League Baseball specifically. Two things happened tonight. First one, as we talked about, because it happened right before we were, we started recording Um judge hit a home run and, and, and you made the comment or, uh, you know, it's not even a major league baseball record and I'm just screaming at the top of my lungs saying, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't get it. It's an American league record. Yes. It's a Yankees record in well, uh,
1: that's, that's the tension right there. It's yeah. the New York Yankees. It's the pinstripes um it's 61 right so he has now tied the record um that's that's what it is it's you know um you know if it's somebody on the oakland a's i guarantee you we're not cutting into um you know every college football game on saturday right and it's also the star power i think of of aaron judge but it's it's the new york yankees it's the pinstripes and it's the history Behind that, why it's been thrown in our face for the last week or so. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, um, his season has been nothing short of phenomenal. Right, like twenty home runs ahead of the next guy. Uh, but yeah, you know, if if he's sixty-one, ties the record, the American League record.
0: My question becomes though: should after this year, should we stop acknowledging American League, National League records? Because it's a balanced schedule at this point going forward, it's not like you're facing only may only American League pitchers and only National League pitchers. I mean, but, I but, think- you, have,
1: but you haven't been doing that going on for a better part of twenty years well, because you've had interleague plays. And, and yes, it, 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 it's been skewed, right? It, it it hasn't been to your point balanced, which is what the schedule is going to be uh, next year. But uh, you know, I think as long as there's two leagues, you, you have league records.
0: But also at the same time now, there's no longer the DH. I mean, baseball for the longest time did a very good job of protecting their records, unlike the National Football League, who really just says, oh, I'm sorry, Jim Brown. Yeah, you did it in 12 season, but, you know, OJ did it in 14. And then after him, Eric Dickinson did it in in 16, you know, uh, on rushing yards. Baseball used to protect their records. I don't see that anymore.
1: Well, I think the other thing that's actually interesting to to your point, and I was thinking about this as you were talking, the analogy of American League versus National League. um, We do think of them as two separate leagues, don't we? But we don't think of the NFC and the AFC as two separate leagues, Uh, right? You know, it's it's they're both part of the NFL, right? And they're NFL records. as, as opposed to, it should be, I guess, you know, to your point, major league baseball records, but but I don't think it has anything to do with because of the balanced schedule or whatnot. But um, it is weird, right. That, uh, you know, as you sit and think about it, we do, we do treat two sports so differently as far as kind of how we view a conference versus a, a you know, a league.
0: Well, I think a lot of that, in my opinion, has to do with going back a hundred plus years. And there was really the only the nfl there was the american athletic football league or what aafl that didn't last very long and it's just more recent history i guess although the the super bowl hasn't been around 60 plus years but but the the leagues were so separate you know for so long even even i i don't even know what year the american league and the and the national league joined major league baseball i guess so but I, I get your point, and and and, uh, and, and, and I'm I'm not a, against recognizing that. I guess I'm just uh, I don't think we need to stop every game from here on out. So yeah,
1: and and look, here's here's the reality too. Um, and again, a very different era, right? But you know, after sixty one, they go sixty three, sixty four, sixty five, sixty six, seventy, and seventy three. Um, now uh, there's a very strong case, although n- nobody, um, has tested positive <laughs> for advanced substance, yeah. right. Um, but I think we all know, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, the literally the worst, I guess thing that we've seen happen is that somebody got caught, caught using a corked bat, right? Sammy Sosa. Um, now I think you and I can all agree that all of those guys were, uh, we juicing, um as were a lot of people in that time in baseball so i don't know do we kind of look at 60 by aaron judge as you know and now 61 and if he gets to 62 is that like the asterisk new record you know is that why maybe they're trying to make a bigger deal out of this than um you uh, know than
0: before good point i never thought of it that way kind of maybe uh giving new life a little new life to baseball I I can see it but um another record was set tonight being lost in all this uh Garrett Cole tied Ron Guidry's single season strikeout record for the Yankees at 48 and the only reason I bring that up is because obviously Ron our connection with Ron Guidry and the Cajuns so um uh, but the the funny part is, or to me, the funny part is as soon as he tied Gidry's record, he got shelled for a home run and two more runs that tied the game. And it was like the baseball gods were coming down and saying, all right, you may have tied it, but you're not breaking it tonight. So and I think he threw like 35 pitches in that inning af- afterwards. So, but there you have it. So let's talk Cajun football. Um What do you say about last week? I mean, it, it, to me, it was – I still think Houston's a better football team, and I'm i am up to being proven wrong at some point during the season. Uh, I thought this was a bigger loss for many reasons, mainly because it's conference. So maybe that's what I'm looking well, at. Well, yeah, I mean,
1: certainly. And then, you know, we'll, we'll talk about South Alabama a little bit, right? If all of a sudden that one doesn't go the right way for the Cajuns – You know, you're 0-2, not only in a semi-conference, but you're 0-2 in the West and, you know, making it back for a fifth straight title game can be uh, an uphill climb, to say the least. I digress. Last week was an inability um, that we saw, in my opinion, more so in the first two games than really in the third game. Because, again, I chalk up the Rice to the Rice outing to, again, 43 offensive plays, just no rhythm. Just one of those really bad nights, right? Like one of those just really bad nights. Go to Monroe. You start off the way you want to start off. You start fast. You get your quarterbacks in a rhythm, right? You're moving the football. You're scoring touchdowns. But the inability to finish and put your opponent away, right? We talk about all the time. As Tony Robichaux said, my favorite, one of my favorite rope sayings, pour water on a drowning man. Pour water on a drowning man. Step on a man's neck, Right? when you have the opportunity to and the inability to run the football, um, ultimately, in my opinion, is one of the biggest factors in why the Cajuns were not able to do that on Saturday night and put that game away. Uh, And you know what? You let a team at home who, by the way, has this game circled, right? Is it's definitely a bigger rivalry game for them. um, And a game that they've talked about, you know, all season, again, because what do they have? They have an opportunity to go 1-0, right? They're sitting atop the Sunbelt Conference West right now, uh, division standings. And so you let a team hang around, you fail to put them away, and what do we see? 70-yard touchdown run, 80-yard pass to set up a score, a pair of really uncharacteristic snapping errors, right? And voila, the Cajuns have all of a sudden lost two in a row. The sky is falling. Um you know, it's kind of now the thought around around town. And, 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 and so, for me, the inability to finish, the inability to put somebody away, right? We've been talking all year, Craig, as we've done these. Can the Cajuns play four quarters, right? Can they put four quarters together? That's what we want to see. That's what we want to see. And we haven't seen it. And to me, Saturday night was a byproduct of all of that. The inability to finish, the inability to put your opponent away when he's on the ropes and deliver that big blow – Um, And up until this point, the Cajuns have not been able to do that. And, you know, that's why they said here are two
0: and two. It's you mentioned the snaps um, on special teams. How surprised were you not of of Reese Burns talking, taking the blame for it? Because by all accounts, he's a stand up guy and great. Uh, How surprised were you of that, though? Because we hadn't really seen that in in a long time i mean i know there was the 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 game at app state but that was a different situation with the weather and the cold mm-hmm. uh but how surprised were you of the of that situation
1: i mean i mean i think it perfectly encapsulates where the cages have been in 2022 right it's one play away it's one assignment it's it's just it's one little itty bitty thing where the concentration attention to detail whatever you want to however you want to you know call it that's been missing right and that's why this team in in my opinion still a talented football team but that's kind of where they are through four games is there's something that's just not there that hasn't kind of clicked right on a play-by-play basis um and and so when that happens right mistakes and, and very costly ones, right? Don't forget the Cajuns had an extra point that was blocked that happened to go through. Um, The Cajuns nearly gave Monroe the football on the three yard line, thanks to a drop punt. You know, so there were a lot of things, there are a lot of areas where the Cajuns were not sharp and here's the reality, right? And, and we look at it probably, we look at it different than we, we probably should because it's Monroe, it's Monroe, it's Monroe. And 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 so you take that with a grain of salt, but by God, if you don't bring it every week in this league, you can get beat by
0: any team. I, I'm just conference. sorry. I, I'm just looking at some. Is this? Did we really fumble the ball four times? Oh, I get.
1: Is that? Doesn't mean that doesn't mean lost fumbles.
0: No, no. I know it's only one lost fumble. I don't remember four, unless they're counting the muffs on the punt
1: yes that would be yes that's a that's a loss okay.
0: um
1: or or yeah i mean that's a fumble we okay. obviously had the turnover and then i think the ball was on the ground at least one more time by the quarterbacks by one of the quarterbacks and then we got it back
0: okay but yes yeah, so there was the snap that hit off of uh, peter leblanc uh, oh yeah that, there you go. that hit the ground and was picked up so yeah okay that make yeah i'm sorry i just i don't think of all of those things I know they're all fumbles and I realize all that, but in my mind, I'm still thinking of fumble running the ball or catching the mm-hmm. ball and, and getting it knocked out of us. But, uh, how, how, how much of a problem? I mean, again, seven penalties for 65 yards and I I don't think it's the number of penalties as much as it is the timing.
1: Well, uh, the good news is right. Seven is, is less than both 10 and 11. <laughs> all right both, my man cheering me up as, as we both chuckle here right no again it goes back to what we were talking about a little bit ago right inopportune times procedural things concentration things have can have been an Achilles heel for this club all year and, and those things have to get cleaned up um if, if this program is going to want to get to where we again what we talked about last week where the lofty expectations are right not just the goals not the aspirations but the expectations. Um and, and, and that's just been been missing from the, the this twenty twenty two team through four games.
0: How how would you rate the quarterback play on Saturday? I mean, I know it was one of those things you can we can discuss all day whether it was right to pull uh, Chandler after the first two drives or not, but I don't think either one of them did well, but Uh, I didn't do well, but I don't think either one of them was a colossal failure.
1: No, look, uh, they they certainly both played much better than they did at um, at Rice. Right. I think that's a given as the entire team. Uh, I think that they both would love to have throws back. Both would love to have reads back. Um, But you know what? Let's be honest. We sit here and talk about one of the more talented position groups on this club. And that's a wide receiver, and there's just still too many drops. There's too many again missed opportunities, missed plays where you've got ten guys doing their job, you know, and and there's one off, and yeah, w- when you're a wide receiver, your job is to catch the football, right? And 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 so again, another opportunity, the big long deep pass right down to down the the ULM sideline. Uh, again, Michael Jefferson comes up with that ball. Cajuns probably, you, you know, I, I probably shouldn't. But have a, a really good position to maybe score a touchdown. And, and all of a sudden the game's completely different. Yeah. Um, and, and so we we've seen again, just at the worst times, plays not being made. Plays that should be made, not being not being made. And, and so again, as, as a team, and, and you know, that goes for the defense, right? You got to fill your gaps, you gotta fit your run so you don't give up a 70-something yard touchdown run, right? you have to pursue um and 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 tackle i don't think the cajuns have done a good job of tackling uh through four games this season but you got to pursue and tackle you can't give up an 80 yard you know an 84 5 6 yard whatever it was reception right you 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 just did your job and and you know they're pinned deep down there and you let them, it, it that in a nutshell right is is been the cajuns uh, season, you know, the first half against Eastern Michigan, really the the second half against Southeastern. Um, again, Rice a total nothing burger, and I think that's put that aside. But yeah, I mean uh, that missed opportunities, inability to put folks away, is, is why the Cajuns are in the position that they find themselves in.
0: You brought up the disappointment and wide wide receiver, and and I, I I agree with you. I think to me, on the opposite side of the the ball is the tackling in the secondary because. I thought that was going to be our strongest point of our of our team was the defensive yeah, I, secondary. I don't think it's
1: just the secondary. Now no, no. What we've seen from the secondary, and you saw it Saturday, you, you see a lot of big licks. Um, and, and and you know, uh, you know. I think as G likes to say, right, it's just like a snake out there. Nobody's using their arms. Um, and, and then everybody rallies and they get them down. But it's given – and I've seen it on special teams uh, as well. But, yeah, I mean, look, for as talented as the receiving core is – 've got to, they've got to play better and and, and and that's just the reality
0: it's uh I'm I'm just looking at some of these stats again and I should know better but I mean ulm only had the ball less than five minutes in the fourth quarter but yet we we managed to give them 14 points so and, mm-hmm. and you can you can say a lot of things about if this or this, you know, but the fact is we, we, you know, we missed a field goal. I believe we gave them uh, we gave them two, two long plays and that's not taking anything away from them because they did, they did their job. No, they kept
1: it. They gave themselves an opportunity and then they took advantage when, you know, when those opportunities, they kept things at striking distance, right? Again, or another Tony show saying here, you know, they kept it close. They made their push count, Right. And yeah, yeah, again, two big plays. And um, you know, things are well in Monroe and, and the earth is falling apart here in Lafayette.
0: Look at that. Two Tony shows uh metaphors there and within the uh that has always been my biggest one when I watch a baseball game, even if it's major league baseball, is is make your put make your make your push relevant by holding your your opponent down, and and the Cajuns have failed to do that. So thank you for that reminder that it's also uh, uh, can be used in football as well. So let's go ahead and look ahead to um, next uh, this weekend next week this weekend. Um, I hope the team is not looking ahead of next week when they're off, but south alabama coming in a team that i i think is much much improved from last last season um one of the things we talked about off the air is you know uh some number a number change the biggest one um i'll let you go ahead (laughs)
1: Yeah, Lance LeJean. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> quarterback transfer from – you're afraid to say LeJean. I got it. It's actually really easy. The um, quarterback transfer from Maryland who has moved to wide receiver but was wearing number nine. Well, this week he popped up as number 12 uh, on, the, on the depth chart. So the Cajuns have made a roster change. And so, again, we talk about that wide receiver position, right? Uh, and he finds himself on the depth chart at the X position behind Michael Jefferson and, uh, and and John Stevens Jr. So excited to see if he gets um, you know some quality snaps on on Saturday.
0: I just think we're playing so many people. Is is that also? Uh, do you, do you think we'll go to less of a rotation there?
1: I would I would have thought that coming into the season, Craig. Um, I really would have, but we haven't seen it. Right? We we have not seen it um you know you look at the depth chart and the wide receiver positions at the x we just mentioned jefferson stevens and lejean uh at the h bernard and uh erj you know and and and, and those two are listed as the R there. daily conference is the, the third person there we haven't seen him get any any meaningful snaps at receiver um and then over at the z position Don, uh peter leblanc dante philip dante fleming or caleb quarter you know we haven't seen Dante Fleming get a get a whole bunch of, of playing time. Um this season, which I think has been interesting to me. Again, not you know, don't know how they're practicing or whatnot. Um, but to answer your question, yes, I would have thought we would have seen five or six guys, and we, we've still seen the seven or the eight kind of come in. Um, and the reality is, you know, with the exception of Michael Jefferson, who has dropped his share of balls. Uh, the rest of those guys have not really made a name for themselves. Um, and so, again, as deep and as talented as that position group is, they've got to find a way to stand out uh, and, and make some plays and help help their quarterbacks out, who, again, I, I wouldn't call it struggles, but are by no means playing fantastic, which means if a ball's off a little bit or if the ball's right on the money, you got to make a catch. Right, you you just you just got to make catches when the ball's thrown your way.
0: It's time for someone to step up, as uh, uh Michael Thomas did this weekend for the Saints. Saints didn't win, but at the same time, Michael Michael Thomas was making some outstanding catches out there. Just it, it was one of those that reminded me of uh when Brett Favre's father passed away, and I believe the the Green Bay was playing the Raiders. And uh, Green Bay receivers said we're not going to let anything drop, and I think Favre went that night for like twenty-nine for thirty or something ridiculous. But you know, I'm looking, I'm looking here. I mean, I, I, I'm happy to see uh, Johnny Lumpkin still catching the ball, uh, getting 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 the ball to the the wide uh, the tight ends. But how do we get more involved? I mean, Chris Smith has had has has ten catches, but again, I think I won't say I, I think we just got to get the ball in his hands and not behind him or at his feet.
1: No, I, I mean I agree with you, right? Get 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 your ball, get your playmakers in space, and give them an opportunity to uh, you know do something, right? I, You know, it's again. Can you schematically draw some things up to create some mismatches, right? That's that's where you got to lean on the coaching staff to to create mismatches. Um, You know, but but talking to the coaching staff, you talk about like going back to the Rice game at opening drive. We miss a wide open Chris Smith who's going to walk into the end zone. Just don't see him right in 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 the middle of a route, and so. Again, everybody's got to simply play better uh if the Cajuns are going to turn these things around. I know that's not much analysis there, but no. you know that's kind of just the reality.
0: No, because I, I mean everything that that I, I'm asking or or saying, I guess, is is anything you would say to a losing football team that has a guy like Chris Smith on it. You want to get the ball in his hands somehow. So don't get me wrong. I mean I. I'm just trying to find something here that, that, that we can – I just think it's going to be a really tough game. I, I know we don't get to watch the games as much on Saturday, but have you been able to follow South Alabama at all?
1: Well, I mean, they're a um, they're ridiculously called a fake field goal away from probably being 4-0 with a win at the Rose Bowl, right? Um, they are a very tough and stout defensive front. Kane Womack, who uh, now in his second year – Was a defensive coordinator there um, before leaving for Indiana and coming back and taking the job uh, has instilled his personality into this club. Uh, They're going to run up. They're going to hit you. They're going to punch you in the face. And, you know, the thing with South Alabama that they've been missing for so long is quarterback play. And now they finally got, um, you know, a decent quarterback play coming from Bradley, the transfer. It's actually Gus Bradley, uh, former Seattle Seahawks, you know, the the NFL defense coordinator, actually his kid, um, who's provided some, you know, some continuity there uh, and made some good plays. And, And so, you know, it shouldn't be any surprise to anybody that's paid attention. Um, because South Alabama has been a very talented bunch for a really long time and has really never just been able to put it all together. And, well, this 2022 bunch seems that they've, uh, they've got a lot of the, of the right things happening uh, for them.
0: Can we also stop, though, and I'm not saying you're doing this, but I, I, I continue to hear this on radio shows and everything, that South Alabama should have won the game last year. No, they missed a kick at the end of the game. But what people fail to realize is the Cajun miss Cajuns missed two of them uh, earlier in the game and a PAT. And I'm sick of football is not a one play game, you know, just because they had an opportunity at the end of the game doesn't mean they, they should have won the game. So, sorry, that's my rant. Yeah, no, it's
1: um, look, uh, Everybody says they should have won the game because they they had an opportunity at the end of the game to make a kick, right? But yes, and and, and we can say that about any contest, right? Um, And and so you go back, right? You can cherry pick a play or two and say, well, if this goes the other way, you know, should the Cajuns have won on Saturday night would be a prime example. Well, I think a lot of people will tell you no, because they didn't make enough plays and it, it wasn't a quote one score game. Um, with that being said, there are a number of games over the last three or four years where the Cajuns probably should have, quote, lost, right? Like, so, um, you know, like, yeah, it is what it is. Look, they've got a lot of momentum. I-, I talked to our good friend Dave Schultz earlier this week, and he asked, well, it's just a changing of the guard in the Sunbelt West. And I said, okay, timeout. <laughs> Let's pump the brakes here, right? Um, the Cajuns have won the West, what, four years running um and and in fact you know sat until saturday had never lost a western division game so i'm not gonna let one loss in in maybe a second or a third or a fourth whatever the rest of the year says you know plays out saying all of a sudden we've got a changing of the guard um you know and, and 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 because last time i checked app is still the king of the east despite the fact that you know, you go back to 2020 and, and they didn't make an appearance in the Sunbelt Conference Championship. I guess nobody made an appearance um, in, in, in that game, Technically. but you 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 get my point, right? So I say that, that I definitely think there's this sense of thought in Mobile, and, and I think rightfully so, right? Because they do have all the momentum behind them. The Cajuns are reeling. Uh, we've seen the line go from five to nine, right? The Cajuns now a nine to nine and a half point underdog, uh, depending on where you look at it. And, and, and so um, there's a lot of momentum, right? And there's a lot of, I think, again, we talked about a little bit ago, there's always been a lot of talent in Mobile. And I think you talk to people outside of the league where there's coaches, athletic directors, and like, there are two jobs in, in this league, Craig, that people fear somebody figures it out. And that's South Alabama, and that's Texas State because of kind of what are believed to be built in advantages from a facility standpoint, location standpoint, um, and, and recruiting standpoint, right? Like people are fearful. If, if those two programs ever figure it out, well, just maybe things might've been figured out down there in in mobile. And so I do think there's a lot of momentum uh, behind the Jags, but, you know, again, no matter what happens this season, I'm not ready to say that there's a changing of a guard, right? This is something that has to happen, over time and you know we'll see we'll see how the Cajuns react right we mentioned being a nine and a half point dog for the first time in a really long time um hey everybody's counting them out right everybody's counting them out. they've got no shot to win this game you know uh if, if you look listen and read to a lot of at a lot of things um so can they make that rallying cry because again as as bad as it may have it's it's looked bad at times this year right I don't know that they're that far away. And so we'll, we'll see what we'll see what Saturday holds.
0: All right. Let's say you're king for a day. Oh, I
1: like being king for a day. You're shaving your head. Cutting uh, it off.
0: <laughs> don't <laughs> worry. That's probably coming sooner rather than later. Uh, uh, I'll explain that at another time. But yes, it's going to before the year is out, that will more than likely happen. Um, what do you trying to, what do you, I don't want to say different because I'm not necessarily thinking that everything needs to be different. I think execution needs to be better, but what do you want us what would you do for the Cajuns offense to get them rolling?
1: Well, so so here's the deal, right? We saw, we talked about leading into last week. Hey, I want to see the Cajuns come out and run the football, run the football. And I think to the coaching staff credit, they tried to run the football. And you maybe even argue that they stuck with the run a little bit too much, right? Um, uh, and so for me, again, it has to start there. This team has to find a way to run the football absolutely has to do it because that helps you again, the ability to run the football does so many things for you, does so many things for your offense, Uh, whether it's, you know, opening up the play action pass, you know, having safeties cheat up so that you've got all of a sudden easier one-on-ones for your big targets downfield, or more importantly, in crunch time, salting a game away, right. Putting, putting a game away. So the Cajuns have to figure out a way to run the football. And, and so I don't know if that's changing up the running scheme. I don't know if that's making substitutions along the offensive front with the, the way that the way plays are called. That's the one thing, again, they, ha- they can't abandon the run as bad as it was last week. You can't abandon it. You got to stick with it. And then just consistency, Craig, right? Like it, you know, I think Kevin had an interesting comment, Kevin foot. Um, and I need to go back and, and look at Des's press conference from, um, from this evening you know but but it sounds like something different could happen with the quarterbacks again i need to go go back and read it but um you know and and so and, and look again i think that both guys have played well at times i think both guys have played poorly at times and i think both guys have played in the middle at times right so just consistency um Okay, and so here's I'm going to pull up Kevin's tweet just to to clarify. Um, so Des said he'll give himself more flexibility with the quarterback rotation this week. Uh, last week he told them it was the same, so he stuck with his word that it would be the same. Um, so again, not quite sure what that means for Saturday. Uh, I, I, I guess we'll I'll find out at four o'clock at Cajun Field. Um, you know what what the plan is, but. Uh, Again, offensively, like for me, you got to have 11 guys doing their job, 11 guys doing their job each and every play. And, and you know what? And sometimes going above and beyond um, that sort of thing. And, and, and so, you know, making, a, making that spectacular play, right? Helping a guy out, saving a bad ball. Um, you know getting that extra block on the outside whatever it may be so that, that you know has to happen there if, if again I don't think it's rocket science but the Cajuns just have to find a way to run the football and then everybody else do your job from there
0: good deal our last question this is going to throw you for a loop did you know the rapper Coolio died today out in Los Angeles?
1: I did see that just a bit ago before we were, we were jumping on. So uh, I did see that. Absolutely. It's uh, okay. sad news.
0: Yeah. I don't know what the, uh, why or how, and I, I don't think there's anything out there as the how. So, well, uh, prayers to him and his family. Uh, don't know. Like I said, don't know what happened. So Cody, Tell everyone where they can they can they can find you again.
1: Yeah, you can get uh, of course you can listen on Saturdays uh, to uh, to Jay Gerald and myself and Craig up there uh, helping those old folks see. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can find me on Twitter at C Juno. Uh, it's also uh, the uh, the best way to find me out there on social media. So
0: there you Any- have it, my friend. And you can catch uh, Cody on Tuesdays on Kevin Foote's show on one hundred three point seven. The game, giving give 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 giving his insight and analysis. But Kevin definitely answered uh, asks different questions than I do because I, uh, I don't. Yeah. he thinks a little different than everybody.
1: Uh, he he thinks what a glass half full, so I'm told.
0: <laughs> yes. All right, Cody. Appreciate the time as always. Uh, last, I said last question, but I'm gonna ask you one more. How'd your Astros do today? Did they play?
1: Uh, yeah. So actually uh, it's Justin, it's JV day. Uh, and he's actually down three, nothing before I came in here. So the, uh, Arizona diamondbacks, but Zach Gillen's on the bump for, uh, for Arizona. And, and he's quietly been one of the better, if not, you know, one of the top pitchers in the national league, uh, this season.
0: Well, my reds have, were swept by the, uh, pirates, who have a worse record in the Reds, and it doesn't bother me that we're losing games right now because it's the last week or so of the season. It bothers me that we're not competitive, that you can't take one game from the stinking Pirates.
1: You know what, Craig? At least you didn't get no hit and still lose. <laughs> or, or win, I guess. You well, know? Cody, you, I you, appreciate you. threw, you threw a no-hitter time. and lost is my point. To those same Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, so there you go, buddy.
0: All right, I appreciate you talking with me tonight. So,
1: just wanted to bring you back down memory lane, my friend. It was just the beginning of the season.
0: Yes, thank you so much. I I had erased that from my memory. So, all right, well, we'll chat with you next week, Cody. It's always enjoyable. You and got a we'll friend. So- Take care. We'll see you Saturday at the field. Oh, you've been listening, and we're talking with Craig Malossow and Cody Juno.
1: Any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited, except, ah, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it. Share it. Put it in your podcast. Broadcast it. Or put it on social media. Just give credit where credit's due.